Welcome to the Law of Living Well podcast with your hosts, Allie and Jess. Sit back, grab your wine or coffee. We don't judge. And join our conversation on the lessons, laughs, and real life moments from an 18-year friendship. You ready? Welcome back for another episode of the Law of Living Well podcast. So in our most recent episodes, we've kind of talked a little bit about me getting engaged and wedding planning and all of those fun things. But there's also been a very exciting development in Jess's life that we've touched upon. Um, but I kind of want to delve more into in like a fun way, kind of get her ideas on things that like I haven't heard about yet. Um, and so Jess, if you want to, you know, just touch again upon your big life change, even though obviously we've mentioned it, but kind of where you're at and where your head is right now. Yeah. So a lot, my head's everywhere right now. (laughs) There's so much going on in the best way possible. And I have to keep saying that and reminding myself of that. Um, but we are, so CJ and I basically started our home search. Um, so just to preface this, our timeline basically went from, you know, we took a walk outside. It was like August at this point. And we're like, you know what? I feel like maybe it would just, you know, it'd be a good time to just get in touch with a realtor maybe and start thinking about moving out. Cause we're currently in an apartment and we did not think we're thinking like, you know, it would be lucky if it was by the end of the year. So thanks to Allie and her incredible recommendations, we got in touch with a really good realtor. We literally met with her on a Tuesday. By Thursday, we saw our first house and then we put an offer on it on Friday. And long story short, that brings us here to that we got the house and we are closing in two weeks. And it's just, yeah, oh my God, it's been a whirlwind. And even when I say that out loud, I'm like, oh my God, that really does sound crazy. Honestly, it does. And I feel like we need to do like a full episode on like a more serious one of like the home buying process. And from your end, obviously I see it from like a work perspective, like from an attorney's perspective. But like when you've asked me mortgage questions, like mortgage, insurance, things like that, that go along with buying a house. I don't see that side of things, right? That's handled by like the other professionals that do that. I've seen it from Frank buying his house and my parents buying properties and things like that. But I feel like that could be a very helpful conversation of like all that goes into it. It's not just a big money investment, but there's a lot of work that goes behind it. Oh my God. Absolutely. And yeah, I think that can, so we've mentioned before on some of the previous episodes in this season that a lot of the things we're talking about have to do with that budgeting and money and uh, kind of that financial perspective. So we are absolutely planning an episode soon um, during the season just to kind of dive into those financials. But I will say this, that the biggest lesson that I've learned through this whole thing, and also if you didn't catch like Allie's work relation to this, she is our attorney on this. And so that's been like, oh my God, thank God, because, you know, we're talking about everything during the process and I'm able to kind of ask her questions, but we, when you go into it and you feel kind of like, 
I don't know, like, I don't want to use the word dumb, but that's kind of how we felt and still feel today that everything you do, you're just like, okay, wait, it happened. Like that, that's what putting in an offer is. Okay. Um, wait, we applied for a mortgage. Oh, we're done. Oh, okay. Like you kind of just go through these motions, but all of that to say through this entire process, having people we could trust is the only reason we're here because we, you have to put a lot of faith in people when you don't exactly know everything and you're doing the best research you can, but you're really leaning on the people around you to kind of guide you. So in our case, you know, like our main team is Allie is our attorney, our realtor, um, and then our mortgage rep and being able to actually like speak to them and trust their guidance opinions and be able to ask questions when we kind of have those like, oh my gosh, I feel dumb moments. Um, that has been life-changing and I don't think this process would ever go this way if we hadn't already had like a really good team around us. Absolutely. And that's like the one biggest thing is like, obviously you have to have people that you trust. Typically you have an idea of at least one person, like you've been referred to your realtor maybe, or you've been referred to an attorney or an inspector or something like that. Um, but those recommendations and like finding a group of people that have worked together before just make the process so much. So having a team of people that have worked together before, like in your case, Jess, I worked with Michelle, who's worked with Ryan, who's worked with all of these people before, makes all of the variables that go into buying a property a lot easier because you have, you know, those standard people that know, you know, how to advise you and what to expect and, and things like that. To keep it more on the fun side, obviously I want to go into all those details and I feel like both of us have so much to help people with that are looking to buy a house that may be scared. Um, and we can take a ton of questions and even do like a Q and a on that type of stuff. Like buying your first house or buying an investment property, things like that. But I thought it would be fun to kind of play a this or that type of thing, being that you're only like two weeks away from closing and like a month away from your housewarming. So I know you have a million ideas. I know your Pinterest board is absolutely filled with ideas. Um, so I thought it'd be fun to play like a little this or that, and then kind of dive into like what you're most looking forward to, like more of the fun stuff. Okay. I'm excited. So my first question is planning a housewarming. What are the, I mean, you've had housewarmings before I've been to a million of your housewarmings, but what are like the most important things that you look for when you're planning a housewarming? Like, who are you inviting? Are you having food? What are you doing? Okay. So this one is different because number one, um, which you can probably relate to this with like the wedding stuff, but it's the first time in mine and CJ's lives where number one, we're going into somewhere fully together. That's like truly our first home. And so as far as who we're inviting, like we're in, we invited everyone. And the purpose behind doing that was instead of trying to make it something where we're accommodating like a certain group and we need a head cow and all of that fun stuff, which I'll get into the details of like food and such with that later. But um, we basically saw this as this is a huge moment in our lives. And so 
anyone who is willing and open to support us and who has stuck with us for all of these years at, into this process is more than welcome to come. And that's the priority. Like we want to bring together those different walks of life and people who maybe like haven't interacted with one another. I have family members that, you know, are going to come down for it or up for it, depending on where they are. Um, and I think that that's important because it's traditionally, we've just done like our friends and, you know, that's really fun, but this is really one of those moments where we're like, okay, this is a huge moment in both of our lives. And we want to just bring together the people who like, basically, you know, when you want to warm a house, like, especially your first home, we want to bring together all of the people who have been there for us. And while I invited like half the world, I truly know in my instincts I'll say who will actually show up and that's fine with me but there's you know for example like CJ has colleagues that are like so excited and have been like asking throughout this process like how are we doing and do we need anything and all of that and so he's going to throw an invite out to them and then like I have family members we have friends I have friends who you know like I haven't seen or talked to in a while because especially these COVID years so who knows who will show up, but like I invited Allie's parents, right? <laughs> I invited everyone. Um, and the biggest priority again was just to be surrounded by people who we felt like are going to be the same people that will make memories in that house with us. So that's the invite list. And then as far as like, you know, food and setup and all of that, um, because we invited so many people and because we wanted to kind of have it. So we're closing on September 29th, we're supposed to, and now I just put it out there in the universe, um, which is the week this episode will come out, but, or soon after, but I was thinking like, okay, we have this really nice outdoor space in this house. And so I want to do it before the weather gets too cold. So because it's so soon after moving in, I kind of told myself like, I need a little bit of like a, recovery and mental break so it's just going to be simple like probably getting like subs or like sandwich like finger food basically and then doing like a s'mores bar and like a popcorn bar and playing off like the fall s'mores bar yeah like I was like okay fall is like super easy to make these like cute little you know like things like that where I don't have to stress over like someone everyone needs a plate and everyone needs a serving, like that kind of thing. I love that. I like how you're like, oh, I'm just going to do a casual, like a s'mores bar and this bar and a that bar. No, Nothing. but those are all like self-serve <laughs> things. But I think you definitely have to have like, especially yours is going to be more of like a pass through, like, hey, it's not a certain time, like come whenever you want type of thing, just to have things throughout the day, like really light appetizers, desserts, little snacky things that people could just grab while they're there you hit the vibe you hit it well thank you yeah I'm excited and I wanted it to be something where there's there tends to be a lot of stress around this process but um I didn't want that to be one of them so I'm looking forward to it I love that vibe I know in the beginning obviously it can be stressful but once you get to the point of like okay all of the important things are done let me shift my focus into like being excited and thinking about decorations and, you know, how I'm going to make this place my home, not just a house, right? Like that was one of the things 
I looked forward to most during my long, stupid process here was how am I going to make it my home? So what are, give me like, I'm sure you have a million ideas, but give me three things that you're looking forward to the most customizing in your home or setting up or like a room you really love three things that like you're really looking forward to okay I already know um, but I feel like I know one of them you probably do but well there is a long list so um I guess it's like really top of mind too because I'm a psychopath but pro tip if you know how to use canva it's you can like if you find the empty room pictures from your listing of your new home that you just bought which I've done and then you use the like background remover on pictures of furniture you want to put in there it's like playing dollhouse you can literally set up all the rooms so I've been doing this um, I love that <laughs> I literally have like because I just need to visualize it so I don't pack like overpack furniture that we're not going to use but um okay so the first thing would be so it's kind of hard to explain but the house right now is a lifted house. And so it enters like the front door enters into a room that currently is not finished. And that sounds weird, but it was like an outdoor indoor like screen room type of thing. And so one of the projects that my dad's gonna help me with and we've kind of gone and like picked out like flooring and walls and everything is really um, like kind of finishing up that room, not entirely right now because it's a lot of monies, but um, <laughs> just kind of making it feel like the first thing that I see when I walk in the house every single time. And so CJ and I talked about that a lot because not only will our guests see that, but like when we open the door to our home, like you never forget that view. Like everyone I'm sure can relate to like, what is the first thing you like look at or do when you open the door to your house? And so that's really gonna be like our entryway. So I'm really excited about, um, we're gonna do like white shiplap type walls and have like the floor be like, uh, actually I'm not really sure yet, so I won't give that one away, but um, <laughs> but like have like coat hooks and things like that because just thinking about like who we are and like what we use things for, like, you know, I don't want anyone, like these are the things that go through my head, but like, I don't want a guest to walk in and ever have to wonder like what to do with their coat or shoes. like. I want everything to be open and welcoming. And so that space is really important to us. And I'm excited to kind of like build that out as the first focal point of really entering the home. And so that's one. Number two, this is something, okay, yes, I saw it on Pinterest, but and I don't know why, but it just speaks to me and screams like, this is something you could do in your home, but you could never do in like an apartment. But um, so our house also has which I think a lot of houses do where you almost you look down a hallway where the bedrooms and things are and there's like one single wall does that make sense do you like can you like picture them yeah. yeah okay so you basically so like yeah you're looking down the hallway and like to the left and right there's rooms you go in but there's one like end of the hallway end cap that you'll always see and so I grew up in a house um my dad still lives in it that has a very similar thing and I remember he always had like a picture on it and it's just something you always see again like one of those things that like it's just something to look at and it's there you don't really think about it but like you always remember it so I'm going to paint that wall 
like an accent color, like a dark color. And that, the reason it's dark, I don't know why, but to me that feels like homey and like just, just enough of an accent because everything else in the house is very like light and airy. And I want to put um, like three big square picture frames going up it. So it's, and I think what I want to do is do that of like places we've traveled and have it be like super intentional, but it just kind of brings that element of like all of the different rooms will have their different, you know, vibes and decorations and stuff, but it's like something to kind of bring everything together. And then the house is pretty open. So like at any point when you're in the kitchen or if you're in the living room and you just kind of look down, you'll always see it like at the end there. So that's number two. And then number three would definitely be that, um, so this house has three bedrooms and then a loft and the loft is gonna be my office. And this is, I guess is a conversation for another day, but um, it kind of coincides with moving into this house that I am going to be going part-time at my job to really pursue my nutrition and wellness coaching business. And so when I think about the office, like I'm kind of thinking, this is me and my opportunity to manifest like fully, fully having an office and like a, almost like a headquarters for this business. So I have actually a lot of floating ideas, so I won't go into specifics, but just knowing that like that's going to be a space where I can be creative and it's my space. And like, since it is a loft and it's only, it's the only thing on the second floor, like it's mine, like it's very, you know, I just want to make it call dibs for like a man cave. Um, so he, we have, so we're trying to figure out what to do with our third bedroom. Cause we'll have our room, a guest room. And then I'm, we're kind of splitting a gym slash like man cave where all he wants is just the really big TV, the <laughs> Xbox with his friends and I'll use it to do online workouts. So for right now, whatever, that's what we're doing. Okay, fair. So you get your shared space. You each get like your own little fun spot and yeah. you're sharing. So I love that. Yeah. And like the, it's, he's really into like the decks and the outside parts and like has a lot oh of God, so much outdoor space. It's insane. Yeah. So that's like kind of his, like the lawn and like what we're going to do with like all that stuff. Like he's <laughs> landscaping. Yeah. He's so excited, which, you know, I'm excited for that because I don't know the first thing about landscaping. No, that's the fun stuff is like being a homeowner, literally getting to customize every single piece of like, not just your house or your bedroom, but like literally everything that's on your property. Like that's probably the most fun. Like you want to put up a cute little fence, which like expensive don't recommend, but like (laughs) you want to customize every aspect of your property you absolutely can. And you can spread out those projects, space them out. Um, but I totally obviously vibed with your dark, um, walls comment because you've been in my house. I did the same, like with doors at least because our rooms are kind of smaller, but I did, I wanted it to contrast. So like we did very light walls and curtains and all of our doors are like this peppery black color, which by the way, if you're interested, I can give you the color. It's like a perfect color. I was going to um, say, I love that color. So yeah. It's not but- black, black. It's like a soft black where it's still yeah. dark, but it's not like abrasive and like kind of like goth almost. Yeah. Um, it's like the perfect soft black. So I can definitely get you that color, but I love doing that contrast because obviously your house is a little bit like 
brighter and lighter colors. So it kind of adds like that homey feeling to it. Exactly. Like, I don't know what it is, but I mean, I want to do something similar in our bedroom too, but like the, I've never been like a dark color girl. Like I've always leaned into like as much white and light as possible, but I kind of like that I can, like I can, the fact I can get paint and put it on a wall is like something totally new to me. So I'm excited. And you can change it. Like anything you don't like is changeable. Like you put up the paint, you don't like it. Cool. You take it down, you move in, you realize, okay, well, you know, I like these counters, don't love them. Or I want to change like the hardware on my cabinets, like things like that. You can do that. You don't have to like approve it past the landlord, which I feel like is the most rewarding and fun part of this whole, like owning a home thing. Yeah. I have to tell you when I, like walking so CJ and I I think two weeks ago or something when this became like you know the process as you are very aware of um you it's at certain points where like you don't really want to get too excited because you know things could go wrong and I'm sure they do in many cases and we this was not like a magic wand situation like we had bumps um but when we got to the point where we're like okay let's be excited (laughs) like let's actually you know like embrace this we're like, do you want to just go walk around like Lowe's or Home Depot? So we went to Home Depot and I swear the feeling of walking around a Home Depot and actually caring and like it being relevant that, oh, you can look at floor, like I literally have floor samples all over our apartment and like things like that. I'm like, I love this feeling. No, same. Whenever Frank, like in the beginning, when it was in our house and we were like just renovating houses for no reason, or like my dad would ask me to go to Home Depot. I'm like, oh, what business do I have being at a Home Depot? But when it's your own house, you're like, oh my God, like we need to go to Home Depot. I have a whole list of things we need to get from like garbage cans to paint, to tile, to like light fixtures, all of these fun things that like can truly make such a difference without spending too much money. Like you will fall in love with Home Depot if you spend enough time there. And I'm convinced of that. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember like, so my dad is, thank God, like very handy. So he is helping us with like that front room and like, he'll help me with a lot of the things that I kind of have visions for, but like, he's like, okay, let's talk practical though. Like, this is why this flooring is more expensive. It has more like insulation or like whatever. He'll kind of give me like the details, but he used to bring us there all the time when we were little and my sister and I would just dread it. Like all we ever wanted to do was pick out paint samples that were free and bring them home. Like, just <laughs> um, but it's like, it's really cool. Cause I got to go with him and like sharing that experience where he can like educate me a little bit. Like he, you know, it's like a nice moment. And so I feel like, and also our new house is like, I want to say five minutes from a Home Depot. So that'll be helpful. My dad specifically goes to that Home Depot all the time because the one in Tom's River, he always has issues with. So he's literally at your Home Depot all the time. So that would be the perfect, like, hey, Scott, fancy seeing you here. You mind uh, stopping by and checking this out? Um, But your Home Depot is great because that's his preferred Home Depot. So Scott approved. If it's Scott approved, you're good to go. Yes, exactly. I mean, honestly, just like speaking on that too, not that really all of our listeners know your dad, but Allie's dad was such a helpful person during this process too and like I feel like that's just another note in terms of just these projects 
because sometimes I would say it goes both ends. One, there could be where you think that like, oh, this is cool. I want to do this on the walls. I want to do this on the floors. And you don't actually like realize that those things are like huge projects. Um, and just because it's on Pinterest and like DIY does not mean it's like Ikea easy. No. But there's also the other side of the coin where you don't realize like what's possible until you see other people who've done it. And so like Allie's dad has flipped so many houses and even in their houses, like Allie's room growing up in her living room, like there's been so many cool things that like, it's really nice to just kind of see what's possible and then lean on people and say, okay, how part of a project really is this? Because a lot of the things that I thought were like impossible and going to cost us so much money are really not that bad. And it's going to be exciting to be able to transform these rooms that way. Oh my God. Absolutely. I feel like that's one of the biggest, not one of the biggest misconceptions. I feel like what it takes to purchase a house is one of the biggest misconceptions. Like it's going to cost you like $9 million to just like be able to afford to buy a house, which it does take a pretty penny. I'm not going to discount that, but like for the average person, typically you're going to be able to come up with the money that's needed to like purchase the home. You know what I mean? Like it's not as scary as I feel like some people think, depending like if you're going for, you know, a million dollar house, it's going to be a different story. But like for the average person, it's not the end of the world to get everything that you need together to buy a home. But obviously you want to be aware of like, okay, once we buy the home, we're going to want to paint our bedroom this color and add this to the kitchen and do this to the bathroom and add this to outside. And those things do add up. But like just said, don't let that be like an overshadowing factor of like, oh, well, I could never afford that. You know, that's got to be so expensive because a lot of the projects you could like many of the things that are in my house now I've DIYed. I mean, Frank probably like hung everything in this house because I can't hang things, but so many of your projects you can do by hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a good point too is, um, I mean, somewhat related, but it's something that probably comes up is when you're, you know, going through this mortgage process and essentially at a certain point, the mortgage rep, or I don't know if this always happens, but I'm assuming it does. Um, they will give you like a realistic budget based on your finances, where you are, how much you're comfortable to put down, et cetera, et cetera. They will tell you, you know, here's a good range that you, you know, would have to, here's like basically the liquid cash you would need to buy a house in this range. And so it really helps you set the stage. And I will say that like, it's humbling because you can think that, oh, okay, I want this like really, you know, big, beautiful, nice house that's going to be in this range. But I am being told now that it actually might be more comfortable to be in a lower range or, you know, sometimes you can be pleasantly surprised. But when looking in those ranges, you have to really like see what you're up for. So, you know, you have the decision. Do you want somewhere that's completely turnkey where you move in and you don't want anything to do with these projects because that's totally normal. Like there's, I mean, I think Allie and I have like these crafty souls where we always <laughs> love those things. For life. Yeah. Like we like, we're, we're, we were having jewelry stands when we were in fourth grade and like, it really hasn't stopped since. So we, you know, we're, we love that stuff, but there are absolutely people that could look at a house and be like, 
the thought of even repainting a room once I first move into my home is like not me. I just want something that looks exactly like what I want when I see it. And so that's definitely a consideration. But one of the things CJ and I kept telling ourselves, which obviously our process wasn't that long because we walked in this house and fell in love, um, was see the vision. Like you have to be able to see past the person who's living there is now is like furniture and style and see your vision. And if you, you like, you almost like have to train your brain that way, because if I walk in and I see this kitchen table, that's hideous and I would never use it. It has nothing to do with really the house that's surrounding it. And so when you like, you know, I walked into this house and I thought, oh, there's a loft. Amazing. That's going to be my new like office. And that's my creative, like you have to like see what these things can become. And those visions don't have to all come to life, like especially budget wise all at once, but there could be things where you decide, you know, like CJ and I have talked about, we're moving in September. It's going to go into the fall. We have incredible spaces to work with on the outside of the house. While we love those spaces and we want to use them, we're going to wait and give it some time. And then in the spring, we have all of these visions that we want to like bring to life and really enjoy that in the new season. But like, it doesn't need to be a rush. And so if you have the vision and you keep it there, you'll still fall in love with the house. And that's what you buy. Like you're buying into the future. No, absolutely. You have to go for the good bones. And like you said, there's going to be certain people that are like, you know what? I want turnkey. I don't have to worry about it. I know for myself, like when we go to buy our next place, it's either going to be a complete flip meaning like we like the bones, but we're going to completely redo the structure of the house to what we want, or we're going to buy land and we're going to build something how we want, because I have particular like setups, flows, ideas that I want. But for some people, they're like, you know what? I don't want it to do anything. I just want to move in and love exactly how my house is. Um, But that's one thing, obviously you have to know when you're looking for a house. So I have a fun game that kind of ties into this. Like, what do you want in a house? What would you be willing to give up? Blah, blah, blah. So we're going to play a little this or that when it comes to buying a house and things that like you would kind of look for. If you don't know what I'm talking about, because I'm obsessed with HGTV, although I feel like you're pretty well versed in that now. Um, But if you don't know what I'm talking about, just be like, um, I, I don't know what that is. Okay. So I'm just going to kind of like not rapid fire because I have to think of them, but like I'll try to go as quick as I can. Okay. So I'm going to go off of trends that I've seen, things that I like, things that I've seen, you know, come across my Instagram or my um, for you page or my Pinterest or whatever it may be. So the first is doorways or entryways, whatever you want to call them, arched or squared. I love the arched same I feel like it's making a comeback but everyone's saying it's like stuck in the 80s no I'm obsessed (laughs) um light and bright or moody and cozy okay so this is I okay I know I'm supposed to like you're in the middle yeah like okay so I would say kitchen I want bright I want rooms like bedrooms and living room to be cozy can I do both yeah no that's literally what I was going to say too you need like a good balance of it right yes always okay kitchen specifically 
cabinets. Obviously, yours already comes with cabinets, so this doesn't necessarily apply, but it could should you want to redo your kitchen at some point. Do you like the look of a nice, clean kept, like crystal clean kitchen or something with like your coffee station, open cabinets with your stuff on display um, and more livable? Okay, I literally hate kitchen clutter. Like it's the one thing that irks me because <laughs> I think from working from home, I just see it all the time. And so I'm much more aware of it. So I am like trying to find every organization hack in the book to make it look like no one almost lives there. But obviously I want things like accessible. Like I don't want, you know, CJ to come out and be like, where's the air fryer? So that I'm like in between, but I definitely kitchen clutter gets to me. Have you heard of a kitchen appliance garage? No, but I think I need to. (laughs) So... I mean, it's going to cost you, depending on your countertops and what you're getting, like a lot of money because you have to do like double the depth of your counters, which would mean either double the depth of your cabinets or there would just be like a blank space. But essentially you would do a super wide cabinet and have almost like, you know how houses used to have, I don't know if they still do, the little bread cabinets that like roll down. Yes. (laughs) So they would have, it's like essentially like that. So it rolls down from the top of your upper cabinets and essentially covers all of your appliances and they would all line your whole countertop against the wall, but you'd have that extra foot or two of countertop. So when the garage, the quote unquote garage door is down, it would look like, you know, just your backsplash or whatever it is. And then you just roll it up and your appliances are all there ready to go. Like 20 appliances you could have. That is genius. And yeah. Okay. Now I'm super intrigued, but yeah, I could, I absolutely like exactly what I was saying. I see the use case. I like no clutter, but I need them there. Exactly. Or they do, you can have a pantry and you can have outlets in your pantry. So you plug like your Keurig, your toaster, your air fryer, whatever it is into your pantry. And then you just pull out the drawer and they're ready to go. Although Frank says that's a fire hazard and you should not have outlets like tucked in there and have things plugged in at all times. Yeah. So I was thinking that because what, like, I'm kind of a weirdo with like, I make sure everything's unplugged. Like when I'm done using the blender, I make sure it's unplugged. I know it's not on. I just don't like the concept of it being plugged in all the time. And I think that that would like freak me out if I couldn't really see. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Even like the bathroom thing where people have like their hair dryers and everything yeah. like in a drawer, but they're all like plugged into some system or whatever. I don't know if I love that, but you know, just a thought. So bathrooms um let's talk about showers regular shower head waterfall shower head or two individual shower heads I've never even seen two individual showers. my god really you could just stand in the middle and just feel like you're in like the ocean okay I clearly need to like I don't know watch more shows um but okay well that sounds super intriguing the one thing I could see as a downside is I am a body shower girl, aka Ooh, I yeah. don't wash my hair for like days at a time often. 
And so like, I, I'll go in with my little towel headband thing and like not get my hair wet, but wash my face and my body. So I don't know how that would work, but it really does sound pleasant and nice and relaxing. But I, other than that, it's kind of weird because I love the waterfall concept. Like I don't need pressure. I like heat more than pressure. Like that's like what I I feel is like comforting to me, but like CJ likes the pressure. So we'd need to, you know, have something in between. Well, I will say, so we have a waterfall shower, but it's not the one that's in the middle of your shower. It goes against the wall where like a regular shower head would, it just angles out towards us. Um, And I will say the pressure is pretty good, but like compared to my parents, they have like a, the shower head where it has like a jet setting, then a mist and a combination you can't get that. It's just like the one setting, but it does have an extra like shower head thing that we use when we wash Nash. We just washed him the other day and he hated it. Um, but we use that extra one, which is like super concentrated if like I have to wash my hair or whatever. So I totally get the needing to preserve the hair vibes though with the two shower heads. Yeah. So I try to hide as it is. (laughs) Um, okay. Let me think bathtub or no bathtub or shower bathtub combination okay so I've been a little biased on this but like it turns out this is my vibe for right now we our current apartment has two ba- two bathrooms one has a tub one doesn't and the main one we use as a shower I like that it's just the shower because that's like, you know, our primary use. And then I've been able to use the guest bathroom, which nobody has ever showered in, honestly, as my like bath bathroom. So like when I take baths, I don't feel like I'm like in the bottom of what I shower in every day. So I've loved that. And then ironically, we come into this house and it has a beautiful shower that was like just put in. And it's like, you know, it's actually kind of weird. It doesn't have a door. And I don't know if that's like an issue or, or a vibe. I will, I guess. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> it doesn't have a door. So or it's like a curtain? No, like nothing. Like, so it, <laughs> it literally has like the, you know, the outcove and then it's all tiled on the walls, like marble tile and then the floor Ooh. and it into it. But there is no like nothing like, so if the shower head were to turn, it'd be all over the, like the room. Oh. So I'm not really sure if that was like, you know, a mistake we overlooked or something, but you know, we can always put one in there, but for right now I'm considering it a vibe until further notice. Um, but I love that that's like our shower, like to stand in. Cause I do love like something like that. Um, and then the guest bathroom in this house as well has the bathtub and it has like black tile up on the side wall. So it's like a really, I think we talked about this on one of our last season episodes, how you like turn the lights off, like the darkness when you're taking a bath. So I was thinking about that actually, when we walked in, I'm like, oh my God, this is a perfect like bath bathroom. So I think I'm just spoiled in that way, but that's my preference as of right now. I have not had a bath in a house that I've lived in for like almost four years now. I'm so sorry. Which I missed. So when I moved in here, I'm like, oh, cool. Like we have a bathtub. And then I was like, wait, no, I don't. It's literally just a shower. My parents' house, they have two showers, no bathtub. Um, In Bayville, we had one, which I like, I never really took advantage of until I was in law school. And then I would come home and be like, no, I need like a long bath where you like watch Netflix. You have your wine, like, you know, the whole setup type of bath where it's like, 
I'm not leaving this bathroom. Like you better not need the only baths I take. I don't bathe to clean myself. I literally bathe to like forget about the world and tune out on TikTok. Yep, literally. Um, so that's one thing I'm looking forward to. But you know what I love? I like a standalone tub. Like if we build or we buy something and redo a bathroom, my goal is one of those big showers that I don't know if it was intentional at your house or not, but one of the ones that actually don't have a door, I love that. Two shower heads. So it's basically just like one big, I think they call it like a wet room. Yes. And it's very big in like Israel, places in Europe. It's like just like one big wet room that all drains. I like that vibe. And then I like like the separate bathtub vibe because I don't know. Sometimes you don't want like a shower door or a shower curtain in your way when you're just trying to like embrace your bath moment. No, I completely understand that and agree because there's nothing that quite kills my vibe more than having to move the stupid shower curtain out of the way. And I love like if I could get like a true tub one day, like I would love that. Like that would be definitely my ideal situation. So there's room for growth here. No, absolutely. I love that idea. Okay. So I guess going off of the bathroom theme, vanities, one combined vanity for you and CJ or two separate spaces. Like I want my own get ready space, my own mirror or one like extended vanity type of thing. So I've actually been thinking about this because right now, he doesn't really use like the under part of our vanity. So it's kind of been all mine. And then um, I was thinking in this new place, like the vanity area in the guest bathroom is a little bit like nicer and more conducive to actually like bringing a chair in there and getting ready, like doing my hair and stuff. So I don't know, but I think because he's so minimalistic, like he's not someone that really has like a lot of stuff when it comes to that. Um, I don't mind sharing one because sometimes I kind of feel like I'm encroaching on his space. So I would share. I like that. I just saw you follow. You probably don't. You're not like huge on TikTok, but I know you're on it. Do you know Jojo Severby something? I don't know her full name. Uh, No, I thought you were going to say Jojo like the dancing girl. No. Oh my God. So I need to send you this girl because she just bought a house. I want to say she's in Arkansas or she's from Arkansas and in one of like the neighboring states so obviously things are like a lot more affordable out there but her house is literally my goals like from the uniqueness of her house to like the functionality of it and everything like I need to show you so she has two separate vanities two separate mirrors and it looks so freaking cool I'll have to send you her TikTok because just for like inspo in the future or whatever you need to have it but I think one vanity is obviously easier to clean because it's just like one surface you kind of just like wipe it up and you're good to go yeah definitely practical um okay so let me think of one more good this or that okay obviously not related to you because I know where you bought your property, but great location, small property, but like you're in the downtown spot or you're on the beach where you want to be, or you're a little further out from where you want to be, but you have a ton of property to do whatever you want with. (sighs) I, well, we, we kind of, 
are in that situation a little bit right now. Um, the house we bought, the square footage is much less than others we saw that were comparable in price, but in like, you know, near a parkway or like just not kind of far off from like where we need to be. Um, I wouldn't say our location is like incredible, like CJ loves it. Um, but I think that coziness, like if I really like the environment's really important to me. So like, I want to be able to walk in the morning. Like that was a big thing. I was like, I want to feel comfortable that I can go for like a five mile walk if I wanted to and not run out of places to walk that I felt safe. And also that like, I could see like really pretty views that like kind of give me energy. Again, this whole work from home vibe really brings that out in me. And then also like kid wise, like in the future, obviously when you're thinking about buying your first home, like is it an area that like will be timeless family wise? Cause I think like, I'm thinking if someone were deciding between like a city vibe or whatever, like. I think for me, it would have to always be somewhere that I could think five years from now, it would still be like my ideal situation and not just because we're like in our 20s. Oh my God, I completely agree with that. I tell everyone like when you're buying, whether it's your first house, your forever house, whatever it may be, you have to think long-term, right? Like I may have a dream, like I had a dream to live in the city at some point in my life, did it for a year during law school, I'm done. I'm fulfilled with the city life. Some of my friends would love to, like, that would be their dream to like settle in an apartment in the city because you're in that great location. I really just want more land. I want to be by the water so that we can have our boat. And I want to have land for like my dogs to run, my kids to play, to host events and things like that. But I feel like that's such a big thing to weigh like, okay, in five years from now, where am I going to be? Am I going to have a family? Am I going to be someone who wants to host things? Am I going to have parking at my house? Am I going to, you know, all of those things to consider, like not just today, but where are we going to be in the next couple of years, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. Like that's, it's kind of crazy how, I guess not really crazy, but to me, like, you know, there's a lot of people have the first step of like getting engaged is like the really big step. For us, that's not the case. Like we are doing our first home. And I mean, you guys did something very similar too, but um, we it's weird because I consistently get these flashes as I'm building these spaces. And I keep reminding myself like, okay, we want to do, you know, this, like for our gym room, I'm like, okay, I want this to be a gym. I want to put a gym flooring in. Like that's important to me because I just like that. I like to always have somewhere that I'm motivated and it's mine and I can do whatever I want. I don't have to pay for some weird membership. But then I think, but one day, what if I have like a second child who needs that bedroom or like we have a child who that's like a nursery and we have a guest bedroom. Like every decision, even right now, I'm trying to think ahead of time. And it's kind of like, it's cool and like kind of scary when you have those flashes, like, okay, wow. Like, life's gonna be evolving a lot in the next five years so yes I make those decisions oh my god yes it's so crazy I mean it's exciting but it's like like I felt crazy and what, what I would say that like well Frank and I would look at houses I'm like okay but if that's gonna be like our first house like do we want our kids going to like kindergarten there yeah what are the schools like you know all of those things that like you wouldn't think about right in this very moment impacting you but 
you're sure as hell going to think about it in the next couple of years when you've already had the house. So I completely agree. Um, okay. Last question before we kind of wrap things up for this episode. Let's see. Um, okay. This is an easy one. Have you told Bentley and Finn that you're moving? And if so, are, have they seen the yard that they're going to have? So we tell them every single day, um, we literally say, boys, you know, it's less than 20 days into your new home. And <laughs> when they're being bad, I say like to Finn specifically, because Bentley's really not a bad job. But like when Finn's bad, like the other day he decided, you know, my parents are on a budget here trying to buy a house. So why don't I bite through the cord of their printer so that <gasps> that's another hundreds of dollars that we need to put out? Yep. Good idea. So oh, he did no. that. And I literally looked at him and I'm like, you're not going to get to live in the new house if you keep doing this. We won't even bring <laughs> So yeah, I definitely tell them a lot. And so, no, they haven't seen it yet. We actually went, we're such creeps. I guess it's not creepy. It's exciting. But um, we went over there yesterday and just took a walk like around the neighborhood just to kind of like get a feel for what the streets were and stuff. And like, it was a pretty night and it is by the water. So we watched the sunset. And we were going to bring them just to like walk around the neighborhood. But we kind of now have this idea that like it's going to be more exciting when we like fully bring them there for the first time, probably like right after we close because it's supposed to be a Thursday and we, we're not like planning to move our stuff in until Saturday. But like I want to bring them and just like release them when it's like truly our house. We have the keys and be like, guys, this is yours. And it has a doggy door. <gasps> That's literally perfect for them. Oh, I know. I have no idea. I mean, the house was built in the 80s, so it could be a little vintage, but we will see. Just make sure you're fully fenced in. There's no room for escaping. Oh, uh, that's the beauty of having two small dogs and that us are having a risen house. They literally can't escape if they try. <laughs> okay, fair. Good point. Oh, this is so exciting. Well, by the time this episode drops, Jess and CJ will be like in in there, like all up in there. Um, and we'll be able to do a full episode on like not only just what Jess and CJ have learned through their buying process, but also my perspective on things that like I've either advised Jess and CJ of, things that I've learned along the way that have affected different deals that I've done. Um, and then also like, what it's like being an official homeowner, like when your sink drain is clogged or your, you know, the breaker shuts off and you have to go reset it or things that like, typically you would just call someone and be like, Hey, this isn't really working. Like, you know, could our landlord come fix it? Or, you know, our apartment management company, when those things are your responsibility, you take so much more notice of all the little things that go wrong. So we will have a full episode on all of those amazing fun things yes please look forward to all of my I'm sure I'm gonna have weird strange stories and all of the things and so you know Allie's been living this life for a few months too so this is an ongoing conversation this season but I'm so happy that again this is another moment that we get to share with you all and kind of bring you like much deeper into our lives just naturally because they're progressing in these ways than we were able to in the first season. So hopefully you feel like a little closer to us. And 
I think we're just as curious to kind of bring some people on this season that have their own stories. So look forward to that. Oh my God. Absolutely. We're all here about, I'm always learning new things, even from like you and CJ buying your house, like on your end of things, what I've learned through different things. Like I always just want to see what different experiences are out there. And then things that I've learned, maybe someone hasn't. And then, you know, we kind of share that with everybody else. So it'll be exciting to bring in different types of people to talk about like, okay, real life things that we're going through, but also make sure that they're not things that like you should be scared of, right? They're things that are easily, I don't want to say easily, but there are things that are absolutely within reach as long as you have the right direction, the motivation and the will to make it happen. So very excited for what's to come soon. Yeah, we're making adulting phase two approachable. Literally, phase two, I love that. Adulting phase two, we've got the jobs, we've figured out that whole situation. Now it's like, okay, where are we living? Who are we marrying? What are our dogs like? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, hopefully, I mean, who knows, by season five, six, there's gonna be like a child involved, who knows? Stop, scary. I know this is how you know you're in adulting phase two and not like phase five is that we just said ew at the thought of a child okay fair (laughs) all right well we're still young at heart and there's a lot to learn but that's why we're here that's why we're doing this amen we're taking you along with us and hopefully you're relating to some of the things we're saying you're you know, finding confidence in the fact that things you were struggling with, whether it's buying a house or figuring out how to renovate your house or where to start, you're realizing, okay, you're not alone because everyone goes through these growing pains with all of these things. And we thank you again for just listening in with us and joining in on these conversations. So until next time, everyone enjoy your week and we will be back next Tuesday with a new episode.